what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.tv. Alan Jackson here, Brian Jackson over on my right. Brian, how you doing? Good, Alan. Doing good. Back at it. Yeah. Our uh, one time a week to, to connect and uh, yeah, happy to see you and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you're going to be leading this one though. I'm pretty excited to uh, take a back seat and uh, and let you educate me, which is a very rare occasion. So uh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be kind of a fun one. I'll go ahead and say that I'm looking forward to this. Uh, before we get into the topic, just to kind of set up the scene for everybody, this is, you know, Brothers in Tech. Our ongoing uh, audio and video podcast we put out, which is all about helping people uh, learn a little bit more about technology around them, especially when it comes to technology in your personal and home life. Um, we don't pretend to be experts at all. We're just as much tech enthusiasts as anybody. We uh, we love trying out new technology. We love learning about new technology, but we also realize that we we are typically the ones to get the phone calls from people we know, friends, and family about how to fix something or how to make something work from a technology standpoint. So we want to be a resource. We want to be a guide to help to other people that may be in that same situation or just looking to learn some more and see how they can use technology to improve their, their daily life. Um, now I say that Brian about improving your daily life. I don't yeah. know if what I'm going to show today is really all about improving your life, but it could make your life a little more interesting and fun. I will well, say I mean, that. we've well, we've done this for what two years, a little over two years. We've had a lot a of episodes that could potentially help people, and uh, not all of them have to. So, no. I mean, I think it's okay to to veer a little bit. And as you said, we're you know we're not the experts, but we certainly don't mind uh, trying things out and even uh, ex- kind of providing you with our experiences, whether they be yeah. good, bad, or uh, or ugly. So. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that may be the case today. There could be some ugly in this one because I'll tell you, this is still, uh, I'm still kind of dipping my toe back into this water here, but we are going to be talking about virtual reality. So the idea of uh, VR, this idea of spending time in a reality that is not your normal daily reality surrounded by technology. Now, Brian, we talked about kind of uh, AR, VR, augmented reality and virtual reality a little bit in a past episode a couple of years yep. ago, I believe, early on. Yep. Talking about it from more of a computing standpoint, what is AR, what is augmented reality, what is virtual reality? Um, and just as a refresher, I think let's make sure everybody is kind of clear what we're talking about here with this. Because you're going to hear about AR quite a bit, I think, in the next year or two. I still think that's yep. going to be a big move. I think a lot of the tech companies, I know Apple's supposedly very interested in getting into the augmented reality space. But augmented reality is just like the name says, it is taking your what you see around you, your reality, and it's enhancing it. It's adding to it. It's augmenting it. So when you think about the uh, Google Glasses that used to be out, I mean, they've stopped making those. But when they had those Apple's on the verge from what we all understand rumor wise of releasing some form of a eyeglass wear that would have augmented reality capability in it. The idea is that you're looking at your real reality, 
but it's enhanced with either messages and alerts and things around you imposed over the real reality you're seeing. Yeah. That's yeah. augmented reality. Yeah. Providing yeah, additional, I got a feeling, additional yeah, stimuli to your current senses, right? But it's not it's not overriding your senses. It's not it's not providing you new senses, it's providing you additional information within those senses. So uh, even yeah. Alan, we've talked about some of the examples of um, uh, some of the heads up displays in cars where mm -hmm. you're looking out of your uh, looking out of your your you know window in front of you as you're driving but yet you're also seeing a floating you know kind of navigation or your floating speedometer mm -hmm. that's augmenting your vision providing additional information within that vision um, yeah. which is different than virtual uh, virtual is actually providing you a new environment right yeah. Um, so yeah. So give yeah, so, me a little bit more about virtual. Tell me your definition of virtual. So you, like you said, it's it's replacing what you see around you. So right. most notably, you know, virtual reality typically involves a headset or things to cover up the uh, senses you would use to interact senses. with your real reality is going to yep. replace it for you. Um, back when we did the episode on AR and VR a while back, we we I think I was just in the throes or finishing up my my time with a VR headset that we had in our house for a while. Uh, it was a, by the company HTC, it was their Vive product. And the idea with it was it was a whole setup of a head mask that you wore a face mask had hand controllers you would hold into your hands that would function as your hands basically in this virtual reality world. And then there were cameras that you would position around your room that would be used to track your movement in this virtual reality space. That setup also required a dedicated or not dedicated, but a pretty beefy, good computer, a windows PC computer with a lot of heavy graphics capabilities on it because the actual environment would be running through your PC. Your headset was just an extension, just an interface to see it and, 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 and interact with it. So it was also cabled. I had a long cable going from the headset to the PC so it was a little tethered. It was, it was an enjoyable experience. It was fun to use, but it also became a little cumbersome after a while to know that I've got mm -hmm. to maintain a PC to do it. And also I had to be tethered to the PC. So I, I found myself, you know, always hitting the cord or getting, <laughs> stretching myself too far away from the PC and that would cause problems as well. So it was, VR has been around for a while. It was a good experience. I do think it's gotten better. And that's what I'm going to show you guys today is I kind of dip back into the VR world on the strong encouragement of a good friend of mine, a friend of the show, past guest host, John Mims, um, got me back into VR this past uh, week or so. So I do want to show you kind of the latest headset and talk about how it's evolved. And then I'm actually going to put it on and show you guys a demo of some things for those of you who haven't really experienced VR or really don't understand what there is to experience there. We're going to get into it and show that off. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds exciting. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, just to, for, for full transparency for everyone, I have zero experience with VR. Um, okay. I am much more comfortable talking about AR. Uh, I, I've, I see AR as having a lot of real world uh, applications, some work applications. You know, we've talked mm -hmm. about things like, um, 
you know, helping people put things together. And, you know, if you were to look at your phone through its camera, see a, a scenario of all sorts of parts and it would to show you how you were to put those things together. I think there's a lot of visible ways of enhancing our current situation, but I'm, I'm interested to see what your thoughts will be about what are the benefits of a VR environment and what are the possible possible extreme uses of it in the future. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. Let's do that. All right. So let's talk, let's talk. I'm going to show you the latest VR, Brian, I'm going to shrink you down. That's okay. This is what you're doing. This is is so much better. Isn't this a much better way of watching the show? (laughs) Got me big face. You little in the corner. I like that. So um, let's start first. So this I'm going to be showing the demo I'm going to be showing for is uh, the latest uh, well, okay, a little background. It used to be a company called Oculus that made a headset, a VR headset. It was the Oculus, they called it. Um, it got bought by Facebook, um, for better or for worse. I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into the whole bit about Facebook. I mean, this is now a Facebook product. This is a meta product, the meta, the company that Facebook, you know, it kind of evolved into. So there's that. Uh, you do need to be aware that the product I'm going to show you is a Facebook-owned product, and you do have to have a Facebook account in order to use it. So that may be a turnoff for some people. Now, there are other VR headsets out there. PlayStation, actually, Sony PlayStation makes a VR set. There are other companies that make some right now. Um, so there are different platforms to get into. But it's very similar in that once you've kind of gotten into this particular platform, there's a lot of things you can do within this virtual reality platform that are going to be different than other platforms. So it's not like it's a complete universal. Everybody that's on VR now has this shared experience. You are still very much like Mac windows. It's very much platform based. What kind of uh, applications you might have access to, or you can use or do inside these environments. Okay. So this is the headset. Um, I mentioned before that the previous experience I had with these is that it was tethered to a PC and it needed to have a very, very, very heavy PC uh, graphics wise to be able to run, which I mean, that's already a pretty big expenditure. This no longer needs that. Um, It is a standalone product. The only cable I've got right now is a charging cable, which I don't even need. So it is truly standalone. This is the headset. Uh, that comes with the Oculus. It's called. Uh, it's now called the Meta Quest. It's the Meta Quest Two, second version of it. Uh, still owned by Facebook. So it's now Meta, but it's called the Quest. It's just a rebranded name for the Oculus that used to be out there. But this setup, in particular, comes with the headset I mentioned and two of these hand controllers that fit into your hand, like this. This basically acts as your hands inside the virtual reality experience I'm going to show you, okay? And that's it. That's your three pieces. You have two hand, hands, uh, one for each hand, and you've got the headset to wear. No cables. Um, you don't even need a computer. This completely runs off your Wi-Fi network. So when you put this thing on, everything to set up this virtual reality experience for yourself is inside the headset, you can connect to your uh, your wireless um, connect to your wireless network through here. You can uh, connect to your Facebook account, which you got to do inside here. Everything can be done self-contained in this. This does have a computer inside of it. Does have a processor. It has storage. So, 
everything. Yeah. So for Alan, for, for a parent looking to get this for a child or something, there is no need for a PC or a computer at all. There's no need no. for a phone. This is a take it out of the box. As long as you have Wi-Fi, you can set up. And of course, yes, yeah. you get a Facebook account, right? So. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one thing. It does have to have a okay. Facebook account to operate. But okay. however you set that up, you could set that up anywhere on any other device. But to actually operate this, you do not need any other device. Okay. Okay. All right. And Alan, there's no, I'm assuming all three pieces independently are, have their own batteries. So you charge all three pieces or is there like a dot for them or how does that work? Yes, on both. So it does not come with a dock in the standard package. They, third parties do make docks that you can set the headset and the two, the two hand uh, um, um, controllers on. But even if you don't get the dock, it's a USB-C port to charge this. Yep. Um, these are removable batteries. They do oh, okay. have batteries inside okay. the handset. You can charge them if you have a charger or a, a base to set them on. But even if you don't, it's just, you pop off a, a case and can swap out the batteries. Are they, I mean, they're like double A sorts of batteries or are they, they're, I haven't opened them up batteries. yet. Okay. I haven't opened them up yet. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It's a good question, but so it's rechargeable, my, rechargeable batteries, but yeah. Uh, potentially proprietary. Okay. But not with the cable or you charge it, you know, plugging into a wall or into a, a computer. This is going to actually be actual batteries you go in there and replace. Got um, it. Yeah. Now, okay. if you get a dock, you can actually put all the devices on it and it will charge all three devices at the same time. So there is some way to do inductive charging through here. Mm-hmm. Haven't quite figured that out yet, but. Um, um, it's like the, you know, when we had their controllers, right, you would use mm-hmm. double A's for each of the controllers, but then you could also swap that out for a rechargeable one right. that, you know, you can put on a, uh, on a rechargeable base. So, okay. Yep. Now, so what I'm going to do now, now I've kind of shown you this again, no other computer needed, no other device, just a Wi-Fi network. So I'm going to put this on, Brian, if you give me just a second, we're going to get this set up here. Um, I'll be able to show you. Kind of, you guys can all laugh at me wearing the, the headset, and I'm going to look goofy as I'll get out, and I get yeah. that. But uh, I'm going to actually be able to put up on the screen what I'm seeing. So we're going to talk through a little bit of what this looks like and how it works. So bear with me here for a minute. Yeah, we have Putting no problems laughing at the you. headset. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't figure yeah. you would, so that's yeah. good. I'm going to go ahead and unplug this because I think I'm charged enough. All right, so let's see if I can get this configured. Let me uh, take us off that view. Oh, so the headset really isn't that noticeable at all, right? I mean, you could have it on, no one would know, right? No, I I walked around town. <laughs> he just like disappears. This, this today, and really yeah. nobody said anything. It totally was disappears. Yeah, great. that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go in and get this started. So just bear with me just for a second, Brian, if you want to entertain everybody for just a minute while I get this well, set. Gosh, I'm just really hopeful this doesn't backfire, that you don't have any sort of dirty images or experiences that are going to pop up on the screen here by accident. Oh, um, oh, I forgot about that. That may be something I could remember here. Yeah. All right. Yep. Here we go. Good. Okay. So Sweet. here I go. Here we go. I am in the world. All right. So Brian, what I'm showing you right now is that I have, if I have just started up my, uh, this device and I put it on my head, you're seeing what I'm seeing right now. Now I'll tell you the little bit of a difference. 
what you're seeing on the screen currently, for those of you watching this on video, is a much more dulled down version of what I'm seeing. Because again, you don't have the, uh, these devices have two cameras inside for your two eyes. And it's kind of creating a nice depth of field experience, everything. Um, you don't really get that from the screenshot that you're seeing right now, unfortunately. So just be aware of that. But as I look around, I am in my virtual home. This is my house that I have created inside this virtual world. Uh, it's pretty nice, I must say. I like it. Um, and uh, it looks it looks really nice inside these 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 goggles. Again, as I move my head, I'm I'm moving around and I'm seeing everything here around me. Yeah, so things. Alan, I mean, just to yeah. just to clarify, so what you're seeing is only, I mean, it's the screen that's what two inches in front of you, and yeah. of course, if you imagine having your phone two inches in front of you, that is a beautiful screen, right? That is in yeah. front of you. So you've got a really nice high def, probably 4k, uh, version screen in front of you, given the, the distance it is. Right. I mean, so it's, yeah, not, not 4k. I will say it's not, I mean, it is, it is a very nice image. Um, the sharpness can vary because again, okay. I mean, we are dealing with something where it's, it has downloaded this, this room environment into the local headset here, but other things are happening in the streaming environment. So, you know, there's give and take, it's not always going to be uh, don't come in here expecting it to be this razor sharp experience, but it is okay. very, very good. And it looks much better than one I used uh, two or three years ago, for sure. Okay. And Alan, sorry, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ask a few questions just from oh, our fine, perspective. Um, yeah. So do me a favor. Uh, keep your head straight, straight okay. ahead. So look straight ahead. And if your eyes move around, that doesn't change the perspective, no, right? Okay. It does not. So, so what you're, what's doing is it's providing the visual environment in front of you. So when you said earlier, you've got two cameras, you really meant two screens, right? Not, they're yes. not actually tracking your eyes. Okay. No, you're right. Not okay, really cameras. It. I guess I admit yeah, cameras screens. as far as what we saw out. Gotcha. It's two screens yeah. going in. Yes. In front of my yep. two eyes. That's creating a much more, I've got depth of field. I can see. Yep. I keep yep. hitting the microphone. I realize that, and I apologize for that. So um, you get bi binocular vision, right? You've got your two yeah. eyes that are providing a much better, rather than just holding your phone in front of you, you've got two screens that each kind of provide this converging uh, experience. And That's correct. Yeah, hold your hands up a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. now we can see your... <laughs> Go ahead and hit the mic. That's fine. Yeah, so we're, we're seeing right now the virtual image of your hands and your controllers. So that's yes. cool. Yep. yep. I like it. The All lines right. are showing me kind of where I can point and interact with things. So that is my interface. This is how I'm interacting with this world. So I'm using the pointer to point to different things. Okay. And then what so, do you do? Click a button to select mm -hmm. it? Click a button on my thumb. And now I have other menus coming up. I can take these and actually click and move them around. If I want to grow them, make them bigger on the screen, or I can bring them down a little further. I can swing everything around a different side if I want to view it over different ways. The interface yeah. is pretty fun to play with. You can get it exactly the way you want it to interact with it. Um, you see right off the bat, man, I've already got some, some apps installed on here. This has its own app store, just like every other VR platform does. You can go in. Some are free. Some you have to buy the apps but you install them into this VR experience. Okay. So let me, let's, let's show some of the things that are probably the most interesting to look at first off. Um, 
let's start with a, a kind of a simple one here. So this is a, an example of an app. So again, once you've downloaded the app, you're, you're now opening the app just like you would be on a computer. You're watching it boot up and starting inside your virtual experience here. But this is one that is all about uh, trying to mimic a space station that you can actually go into and you can actually move around in the uh, International Space Station. Oh, very cool. Okay. So Alan, so while, you, while you're around, doing that, I'm, while you're doing it, I'm, I'm gonna ask a question real quick because I think this is yeah. relevant. Um, so someone asked on the, the chat, do you experience any dizziness when you move quickly? Um, yes and no. So initially, yes. Um, now, no. But I, I also, there are some some games I'm actually going to show you and experience in a little bit that I think is one that could cause a lot more queasiness for people. Me moving my head quickly, I don't really have any issues again, but I have I've gotten a little more used to it. The first time I was doing it, it was uh, it did become a little more disorienting. I will I will yeah. be honest on that. So it's probably more dizzy inducive to us watching your screen of moving quickly than it is. I would you agree because you're would agree. in that environment, right? Yeah. Yep. So here we are. So this is a great example of VR and that I am now in an international space station environment. So when we ask what practically can be done with VR, what could be interesting, think about this from a learning experience. Think about this from an experience standpoint in general. If I'm actually in here and it is going to walk me through a tutorial, but I'm actually able. Okay, hold on. I've got to be mindful of my space here. It's telling me to things, and I've already gone through this tutorial once, so I don't really want to do that. But as you can see, I'm able to interact with the space. It gives me a map I can look at here on the screen. And then I'm trying to remember how I'm supposed to move forward. I know this is thrilling excitement right now, but... <laughs> For people watching here, and of course, if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably incredibly bored. But if you're watching, right, what we're seeing on the screen is much choppier than what he's experiencing. This is a you are getting some choppy a, video. I take it right a little bit a representation of yeah, it's 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 jumping, you know, a lot. But oh, yeah. that's again, that's you know, that is not what I'm because seeing. we're streaming partly because yeah, yeah. you know. It is streaming through the computer browser. It is a, a very super smooth experience for me here. Nice. As I look around and see. Right. So now the idea here would be is that I'm going to have to get out of this because I unfortunately went into the tutorial and I did not want to do that. So, um, so let me show you a couple other things. Uh, roller coaster. Oh. Yeah. This is where, yes, somebody could probably get very sick with this. And Brian, I know you love roller coasters, so this is going to be great God. for you. I'm going to be that, looking away for a bit. That was a joke. I know Brian does not. Now, this will obviously be very, very choppy when I'm when it's playing on the streaming for you guys. But again, it is very super smooth, very much a, a very immersive experience here when I'm doing it. Um, I'll get to a couple more interesting applications in a minute, but we got to do this. This is kind of the typical VR experience you got to show. So I'll go in here again. I'm interacting with everything using my controller. Okay. So if I want to go into the rock falls and let's go ahead and go and play. Okay. 
So now it's going to load it up again. It's very much like a computer. It's, it's loading up its applications or your phone or tablet or anything. The applications you've downloaded from the store free or um, free or purchased. And it's saying, okay, I got to bring down the bar. Got the bar. I don't know how smooth this is playing, Brian. Again, I can't see it, but I'm uh, I'm hoping you can yeah, at least it's see. Little, it's a little choppy, but it, we, we get the, we're getting the sense. Yeah, You get the idea. There's some rabbits jumping. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. What? What happened? Did I lose you, Brian? Hold on. What happened? I think, Jose, I don't know. I was hearing, I was hearing a lot of music, but maybe that was from a different window. Shouldn't be from me. Okay. Yeah. That one must've been a, must've been another window I had popped up. Okay. So you're, so, so and by the way, sound, there, right? sound you're hearing, you're able to hear yes. how. how, how does sound come with the headset, Alan? Cause you've got your headphones. You on know what? Now, but- it's amazing. There is sound coming through the headset. It sounds like it's piping right into my ears, but it's not, obviously I don't have anything plugged in my ears other than the AirPods I'm using oh, so to it, listen it to bone, you. Bone conduction. I think there's a little bit of that going on with the strap on yep. the side. Yep. And there is a little bit of a speaker just here on the back side okay. that I know that you could hear a little bit of. But it's amazing for me, the sound is I had to remind myself I'm not listening to the sound through headphones or anything else. But it sounds very immersive um, when I'm in this. So, Alan, do me do me a favor here in a second. Well, whenever you finish this, I want to I want to maybe before you take your headset off, I want you to pull it away from your eyes a little bit and see if this sound because if you pull it away and it's not touching your face anymore and, and it's not as loud, then obviously it's a bone conduction. Thing. Hold on just a minute, Brian. This is kind of the, yeah. the big drop here. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, okay. Okay. Look away. Again. Look away. Woo. Okay. Now, see, this is a little queasy at this point. I'm starting to get a little a little much. No, no. But no. you get the idea. No. And again, while we're riding around, I can still look around all the way behind me. Well, why would you? Oh, I uh, yeah. So anyway, this is uh, pretty crazy. I'm going to stop this because, again, <laughs> this is probably not the most. Oh, oh and I can take a selfie or a photo oh, there as well. <laughs> photo? Good. Nice. All right. Let me stop this before this next big drop here. Ooh. Okay, yeah. That's, um, that's a lot. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get out of this. Um. Quit that game. Okay. So now I'm back in my room again. Okay. Um, questions. Okay, Alan, I've got, a, yeah, I've got a couple questions here, right? Yeah. One is, um, so obviously we know visually it's, it's replacing that sense. It's, provi- it's providing, you know, new visual environment, right? But is it, when you're on the roller coaster, is there any other sensory information other than vision and hearing? Is there any vibration? Yes. Is there any of that mm-hmm. that's going on? There's vibrations in the hand controllers. Okay. Okay. I do have vibrations like on the roller coaster just a second ago. As yep. it's going up the, the hill, it was it was shaking. It went okay. down, it would shake some as well. There's no vibrations or anything in the headset, which is yeah, probably, probably good. I think that would be, smart. be too much. Yeah. Um, so you have the sound coming through the device. And again, the sound is really impressive in that the first day I used it, I completely forgot that I wasn't listening on headphones and somebody walked in the room here while I was doing this. And of course they could hear it too, but it just, the way they've got it piped in, it just sounds very, very good. Uh, I have to remind myself that it's not a personal audio piped into my ears. 
Um, Can you also, though, connect, say, AirPods or some wireless headphones as a Bluetooth device? You can. Yep. Okay. It does accept Bluetooth devices. If I were to go into my settings, I can show that I've got, um, oh, let's see, where was it? Under settings. Here's all the settings I have available. There are Bluetooth devices here. So if, even if I needed a keyboard or mouse, I could connect those as well. I can pair a different Bluetooth device with yeah. it. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, could you think if you're really wanting to use this as an immersive experience and not get distracted by sound that's in the room or other things, you could switch to a noise canceling headphone or uh, oh, yes. uh, in-ear headphones and then kind of create a even uh, more immersive experience. Absolutely. And can I give you a couple pointers for anybody who decides to get into this kind of experience? Um, it is probably one of the freakiest things in the world to be in this environment and have somebody else tiptoe into the room and touch your shoulder <laughs> without you knowing it. Okay. So yeah, just be warned. Sweet. The more you do close yourself off, um, it, it can be jarring when something from the outside world, like let's say a cat walked into our house, uh, our cat walked in the room, brushed up against my leg while I was on this thing the other night. And it, and it does kind of freak you out a little bit. So um, let me show you one thing too, before I go into another app uh, experience. So right now I hold the, the VR experience. I'm in a seated position. If I go back over here, this guardian it's basically saying it wants to create a guardian boundary around you for you to move around in that it knows it's safe for you to be in. And uh, I'm telling okay. you that I'm in a stationary mode. Now, you're going to see something weird right now. You're seeing my view through the Glock goggles right now, correct? Yes. Okay. It is showing me this to show me that this is what my environment around me is, just to remind myself. And then I can see that there's a blue circle surrounding me. That is telling me that since I'm in a stationary mode, that is my boundary. And it wants to make sure I don't have anything in this area that I could hit or move or bump up against that would be damaging to me. Hmm. Okay. So that's good. That's kind of a way. And if you happen to step outside of that boundary at any point with these goggles on, this type of transparent view comes up. So I can actually see what I'm getting ready to hit <laughs> or bump okay. into around me. So that's okay, so Alan, just to just to confirm, we I, actually we're only seeing a floating window. Uh, oh, a, you're not seeing the background, actual... but okay. but we can see your hands, and we know kind of what you're suggesting is occurring here. Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is you're actually seeing, seeing the world around you. Yes, it is now acting okay. as a pass through and showing me my desk, my computer, my room, and it's letting me know that this is what's currently around me, and it's wanting to make sure that I I'm not uh, going to hurt myself by stepping outside of that area. And is that doing that from a external camera, a camera pointed outwards right now? Yes, correct. Okay. It's a very, okay. very low definition camera. It's yeah. black and white yeah. only. It's just showing gotcha. me enough information to know what's going on. And that's but I can so that any, any situation that you get yourself in virtually is not going to get you hurt because it's saying, make sure right. that you're clear in that blue circle. Right, because for example, right. if I were to throw my hand up. My computer screen is right here in front of me, my laptop screen that I'm on okay. right now. So obviously if I were to hit my arm out too far outside of that boundary, I could hurt, hit something. So yeah. it is letting me know what my world around me looks like to confirm that. Now I can go switch to a room scale and by room scale, it is letting going to let me draw a space around me that I can actually move around in if I choose mm -hmm. to be standing and mobile within this environment. 
But to do that, I have to make sure I've got a large enough space to do that and I'm not going to hit anything. They recommend a six and a half by six and a half foot or greater space to do this in. Some programs or games and apps will make use of the ability for you to walk around in this. Uh, or I can choose to be stationary like I am right now if I'm not planning on moving away from my seat or the stationary spot. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Very so anyway, cool. that's kind of a nice feature to know that we have that guardian there. Again, I'm connected to the Wi-Fi in my, in my house. I can control my volume level for the actual headset. I can control brightness here. Hmm. Um, uh, tell me if you can see this now. You're still not seeing that that black and no, white? That, no, that went straight to a black. Uh, yeah. Everything okay. is black except for the floating window. Yep. That just must be a, a limitation on the streaming that I'm able to do from this mm -hmm. device. So that's fine. Battery level, I'm up there. I got my battery level for both my controllers I can see. Yeah, so, so yeah. there was a there was a question earlier about battery life. Like how long yeah. would a would batteries tend to work um, on the headset? And because you've only had headset, it for a little while, I don't know. Yeah, the headset, I think a full charge, I could probably be four four or five hours. Okay, in use probably four or five hour. hours. Yeah. Okay. A consistent use four to five hours. Um, and obviously, and, you haven't uh, had to change the hand the controllers yet. No, they are still. Okay. They use very, very little battery life, it appears, because I've been on this probably a cumulative 12 hours at this point, and I haven't okay. seen those drop below 100%. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me show you a couple more things, just a, a little more different uses. I mean, obviously, games are, are something very easy to experience on here, but let me show you a couple other things. So, uh, YouTube does have a VR version of their video player. So the idea here is that I could actually go in and watch a video. I got to watch ads too. It's just like YouTube. So mm -hmm. same experience. And Alan, what we're seeing is what looks like you're in front of a, uh, a theater wall screen. Or, okay, yeah. now, now we're seeing, yeah, okay. Right. Now we're seeing it that interface was on a screen, but then these 360 videos that YouTube does have up on their system are truly... 360 degree. I am moving my head around. The video is not moving. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm looking all around. So I'm following this dude as he's getting ready to go free solo up the mountain. Jeez. But as he's doing that, I'm still looking around. So I'm seeing what I was up oh, there. He is up there. <laughs> but I can see around again. The video is not moving. I'm the one moving my head to see the experience. The way I so want to these, see it. these videos were shot specifically with 360 cameras so that all yes. the information was gathered, right? That is Correct. really impressive. Really impressive. Yeah, so, seeing him scale the wall at the Yosemite, I think. Yep. So here we are. It looks like he's um, in his car. Let's see where he is. Oh, <laughs> there he is. He's uh, eating breakfast, getting ready to go out for the day. That is, that is insane. Yeah, so for anybody who's seen this movie, I mean, these are clips that normally you would have seen from one perspective, and yet you can yeah. go and immerse yourself in that. Yeah. It is YouTube, so I can still skip ahead, control it just like normal. Uh, okay. Yeah, there, there, we go. there we go. Yeah. So, wow. This is, this is fun. This is a, definitely a different experience than you're used to having watching some of these videos. Okay, Callan, could you look down? Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. 
All right. Yep. Yeah. Here we okay. go. All right. So that's uh that's kind of YouTube experience. Um, and let me show you one more kind of just fun, just for me because I am a video guy and movie guy, and I enjoy this. So let me show you another experience that I think is kind of fun. Um, this is an example of an app. It's called Big Screen that is on any VR platform I've seen so far. So it's one of those applications that you don't have to just be on a Quest or a certain device to have. I've seen this on other ones as well. This is meant for watching movies in a large screen video environment, okay? So I have Top Gun on 3D that I'm going to watch in my theater room here, okay? So that's a this different is my room theater room than you were in earlier. Yeah, it is. This is my theater room that I've chosen that I like quite a bit. <laughs> it has a Roomba running on the floor. If you see that, okay. But there's my movie watching. Okay, now it is in 3D in this room. I know it's not 3D for you to see because it's not capable of streaming in 3D. But this is a 3D movie I'm currently watching. I have controls. As well, so if I choose to, let's get to some of that. Here we go. Okay, so I am watching the movie in 3D. <laughs> now, a couple of the nice things about an experience like this is that, you know, if I wanted to move to other spot in the room, I could choose another seat, and now there I am viewing it from a different angle. Now, what's great about this is that since this is an application that it, other people can join in, I can have friends of mine who are on, on other VR experiences join this room. I can give them, I can send them an invitation. They can come in and they can be sitting at these other seats and I can be talking with them while the movie's playing. If I choose to, we can hear each other, we can hear the movie and it becomes a shared experience at that point. Hmm. Um, so Alan, kind of another interesting thing that we're seeing your hands every so often when you point to something. Yeah. So yeah, do like two-finger point or something like that. Okay, so you're doing all sorts of little hand gestures there. So that obviously is what the sensor, the big round sensor on the top of the hand grips are, right? Is it's kind of recognizing yes. what your fingers are doing within that. Correct. Yeah. It, 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 it is mimicking some, uh, the, the triggers you see on my fingers are gripping uh, if I move my my um, buttons, it's doing some thumb motions there, at least on one. Each application handles your hands or portrays your hands a little differently on the screen. Okay. But yeah. So then where was it? Oh, yeah. And then again, I am, con I am controlling things with that little pop-up uh, controller. So there's my... I'm just going to stand here. All right. So that's a good view of the movie right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I honestly can sit here anywhere in my house, sit here, watch this movie in a little bit more immersive experience than I can on a regular TV. But again, it's nice if I have somebody from another part of the country that's a friend of mine that I actually want to sit here and watch it with, and we're watching the same movie at the same time. There's something kind of kind of fun about that. So. Yeah. So so the difference between what you just showed us a minute ago with YouTube and this, mm -hmm. this is trying to create a virtual theater watching experience to where your head can move, but the screen stays where it is. 
And Correct. the other one was basically providing you the me in front of you and allowed you to move around within the movie. That's right. right. So this is kind of where the difference between putting, say, for example, your phone up in front of your face, you know, you're seeing a screen and that phone stay in the same spot. But this is understanding your head movements and trying to replicate what that virtual environment might be like. So it's really, yeah. really cool. And you're saying you're you're. You're experiencing 3D right now. Tell tell us what the 3D is. Like what 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 is 3D about it? Well, I mean, like right now, the letters on the screen, the the title, are like feel like they're floating above the uh, the uh, image. Okay. okay. This plane landing, it does have some depth to it. Tom okay. Cruise is much further closer to me than the rest of the background is. <laughs> uh, it's it's like what you when when you go to the movie theater with the 3D movie. It's the same idea. But it's still uh, it staying within the screen dimensions yes. of what you're seeing. Okay. Correct. It's not expanding outside the screen. It's Got not it. 3D like out of this I'm screen environment into, within yeah. the square. But yeah. the image is in 3D, which you know for certain movies I think is a nice way of viewing it. It doesn't work for every – it's not going to be ideal for every movie. But I think for one like this, it kind of works nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Kilmer is much more – in my face than, than uh, <laughs> the others behind them. So, yeah. So anyway, this, I think, wow. you know, it starts to get kind of a really fun experience for this. Um, okay. So Alan, again, you got compare the social that, side though. of it. Yeah. Sorry? Compare that though. Compare watching a movie right there versus watching in your home theater. How similar is the, the experience? Um, okay. So watching like a real movie in my home theater. Yeah, so like you you watching this movie now versus you watching this movie on your actual home theater. Well, okay, if I have the choice, I'm still going to watch it in my home theater if I'm watching it by myself because I'm having to watch this movie with a headset on my head. Um, you know, it, it it's it's good quality wise. I can still get a little better on my home qual my home theater. Yeah. But the difference here is that if I wanted to be watching this with somebody, I think that's where things yeah. are really important here. Because again, I can turn my theater into a public room and let other people join me, or I can give people a code, friends of mine, and they can join my room by just punching in my code. That's where this becomes a nice. I'm not going to necessarily yeah. sit here and watch a lot of movies by myself in this VR experience. Although the three, the uh, 3d side of it is kind of nice for some movies. Um, it's really more about the experience you can share with others. I think yep. when you get into this. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So let me go ahead and get out of this too. I think you get the idea for this. How do I get out? Getting out of things is one thing I have a hard time figuring out how to do. Let's quit this. Well, it's Facebook. Doesn't want you out. Yeah, I know. It's true. It doesn't want me to leave at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, hmm. that's... Um, uh it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. It's uh, like I say, we're, we're obviously not seeing nearly the quality that you are, but no, no, we can, we can get the idea of how, uh, you know, you're, you're immersed within a new environment. That's incredibly cool. So there's a lot of people putting content up on the VR experience. Like, you know, this is like a, a built-in TV app that just allows you to see different content that people have put up. I mean, uh, people are putting up 3d objects. They're putting up, um, other things you can interact with, which is kind of fun. Uh, if I want to go in and see other people right now, I've just got one friend in here, but you know, I can actually see if there's other people that I know that might be on there again, the store. 
I can go in and see other applications, just like a app store on any other device. And I can open it up or I can buy it depending on if it's a free or purchased one. So here's a lot of creativity and design apps. There's one I used to use that I haven't gotten for here, but this tilt brush is amazing. It is a drawing app inside this environment where you're using your hands as tools, paint brushes and other things, but you're drawing in a 3D space and creating things. And it's just amazing what some people are doing in this. And uh, again, it's just something you can't really replicate too much in a 2D environment. Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of, a lot of fun things to play with. Um, so Alan, I was just it's looking more at, expensive, so, yeah. do you have, uh, so I was wondering about the, the refresh rate or the frame rate that you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the, the, uh, the device is supposed to be able to go up to 120, right? 120 Hertz. But mm-hmm. I think that's only with certain content. Do you have an idea from your settings, like what 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 frame rate you're viewing things in right now? Because obviously there's a lot of kind of research behind what the frame rate is to make it feel like a fully immersive experience versus, you know, a movie experience or something like that. Um, I don't really. So Displays. I don't actually know. Um, tracking frequency? 50 or 60 uh, well, kilo, 50 or 60, 50 hertz, 60 hertz. I, yeah. So that's tracking. Yeah. So that'd be like what it was getting probably from your head movement and everything. But I guess probably the, the video that what you're actually seeing, the quality or the, the frame rate of the video you're seeing within the headset, <laughs> I would assume it just depends on the, the, uh, uh, what the actual media was that you were viewing, yeah. but I know it will go up to 120, uh, frames a second, which, you know, some TVs do, and that provides better kind of experience for live uh, TV or live uh, sports and, and all mm-hmm. of that. But as we know, Alan, what are movies tend to tend to be recorded? Or well, most to- most films films are, you know, 30 frames per second. Yeah. TV used to yeah. be like 24, I believe. Uh, yeah. You know, movies are coming out now that are 60 frames per second that they were shot. Some even going up to 120 frames per second. Um, I think it from what I understand, if I remember correctly, I think between 60 and 100 frames per second is where the human eye has really right. a hard time discerning. Yeah. I think it's, I between, think, yeah, that's what I think I understand. 90, right? 100. Yeah. Is when 90 to 100. To I think suppose if you're seeing it. something at 90 to 100 frames per second, it's supposed to be very hard to discern from real life. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you right now, again, I know, order, you know, that's going to be, yeah. I know from, the the streaming you guys are seeing on the show, you're not seeing the full experience of this. But I mean, the frame rate to me looks about as smooth as I can imagine it being. Hmm. Um, it is truly a smooth experience for sure. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Oh, let me let me show you one more thing. Uh, I think I meant to show. So just talking about the whole interactivity with other people. Um, I told you John Mims was the one who got me into this get on this particular device. This was a recording of when we were on together in his room and talking. So again, I could hear him. He could see, hear me. We could see each other or see each other's avatars. And at this point it is possible when you're with somebody else in a VR experience to share things with them. So he could actually bring up a video he was watching and we could watch it together here if he chose to pull it up. 
um, or throw up other things or start an application that I could then jump into and join him in. So uh, it does allow for that kind of uh, very much a shared experience. Uh, it doesn't give us legs. I haven't figured out why that is, that we don't have any legs in this world. Uh, there you go. John has no legs, as you can see. So that I can't well, figure out. But other than that, well, it's a, probably because you don't have any sensors on your legs, so they can't well, really yeah, represent can't any sort what of what we're doing with that. Movement. That's true. Yeah. Uh, real quick, last thing you want to see my avatar. Yes. This is what I created for myself. How do you like that? Oh yeah, that's that's much better looking than you really are. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I think I did really well on that. Is it possible for your avatar to be on the podcast from here on? I mean, is that <laughs> something that we can actually something that we can make happen? Yeah, um, I think that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I much prefer looking at that. Yeah. But you know, Brian, as we talk about practical, as kind of wrapping this up a little bit, as we talk about practicality on this, I mean, yes, most of the things that you're seeing here are entertainment based, games, watching right. movies, and so forth. I, I do want to really want to express what I think is possible with this technology as, as things go forward. I mean, the idea that I could you know interact with someone who is, you know, uh, around the world or, or, or far away from me, we can interact in the same kind of space and experience the same media or the same uh, games together is very fun. And granted, I know you can do that on a lot of game systems. You can have a shared game experience with other people, but to have it all kind of encapsulated in this virtual world is 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 fun. It's it's a nice way to interact with people if you choose to do that. From the educational standpoint, I mean, I think you saw what that International Space Station mission that was showing, and there's some other examples, um, plenty others on here that I haven't even loaded up. The idea of being able to experience things that you couldn't experience otherwise, yeah, and yep. see them in about as close to the way you can. Um, from a computer-based uh, experience, I think is is pretty fun as well. There is fitness opportunities. Obviously, if you've got something on your head, tracking your head movements and something tracking your arm movements, obviously there are some fitness and exercise opportunities here as well. So there's a lot of uh, movement, a lot of applications available for that. Um, and uh, when I saw that, I haven't even really tried yet is kind of this idea of designing Things. So thinking about things in a 3D space, think about architecture, think about designing products in very much a three-dimensional world. I have not played with this app yet. I was just getting started in it, but hopefully. So it's kind of what, like a, like a maker space or something? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to see what I can do here. And again, this is really meant for like designing they say, you know, designing buildings, so designing architecture, yeah. product. Yeah. And I really have no idea what I'm doing here because we can tell. Yeah. We can I have really not tell. used this app before yet, as you can tell. So something's going on. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's. Oh, well, here I can at least move around in my space, get closer or further away from objects. Whoa. <laughs> Good to know. Yes. So again, it looks like it's letting me build a space. I don't know if I can do. Okay, oh, so we can see. There we go. Uh, I'm, uh, how do I get closer in? Oh yeah. So I'm actually putting trees. This is like a landscaping hmm. setup here. So I'm actually putting trees down now. If I want to put a oh, chair, yeah. nope, I want a chair. 
Yeah. I'm really far away from this, as you can tell, but the idea yeah. is that I could actually be building walls and arranging these things where I want to put them. Um, I was hoping you do a little. I was hoping you do a little Bob Ross here, a little happy tree. You know, create a little um, happy tree. I don't know how to do any more trees. Yeah. We should do a lot of chairs. There's gonna be a lot of chairs in this place. Look at this. Yeah. Well, see, we can't see. Anyway. We can't see any chairs happening. All I see is just one little bush. No, no, the chairs are. It's because it's really close in there. Oh, uh, there we go. Now we're seeing the chairs. Okay. All right. That's why I said they're really small. Really so, small. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. Now I'm putting out something else. What is that? Tables? Oh, yeah. Tables. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, I, I obviously you have no idea what I'm doing, but I think you get a sense of at least knowing that there are some yeah, cool so it, Interior design, um, landscape, like architecture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you want to take a look at something from multiple angles, but you can't actually be there with the, the device, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, now I just gotta get out of here. Yeah. Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see in ten minutes. Okay. Okay. So Brian, I think uh, I think I've shown demos all I want to yeah. show on this. Um, I hope it gives you a little bit of a sense of what's possible here. Um, I think there's some really fun applications. Uh, you know, it's not for everybody yet. I mean, I, I solely expect that. I fully expect that. It is definitely geared still more for entertainment and immersive experience games than it is anything else, but I think they're working on it. I think they're trying to get to that point where it's going to be something that you could use on a more regular basis. You know, these are all cardio fitness apps here. I'm looking at boxing. I actually did kind of want to get into that. I thought that looked yeah. like it would be fun. Um, I can see a little preview of what the boxing looks like here. So you get the idea. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So there's definitely some... Yeah. So, Alan, a couple of kind of more, um, you know, technical questions. But is the how warm is the headset right now? So, I'm just imagining if you actually did a workout, like are your <laughs> your eyebrows sweating? Are you? I mean, is it is it hot inside? No. I mean, obviously there's power in there. So, yeah, I'm I'm not sweating at all. Um, okay. The one game that did get me sweating, I'll just show you just for a quick second. That probably will cause my. Uh, brow to sweat a little bit uh beat saber is kind of a popular game on vr so i have these two looking lightsaber things okay and the idea with this is this is a uh this is a, like a uh, music based this okay. is a rhythm movement game well, i'm having to hit these blocks in the direction it tells me to hit them uh, or slice them so again, and it's doing to track. You're not hearing the music, but You're there's a track playing. Something. I know. Look at this. Um, you're not hearing the music track, but this is all very much tied to music. Okay. Um, I did this for about three songs, and that was that was my exercise for the for the week. I'm done. So uh, <laughs> it was very much, but it's a fun experience. So I mean, again, I think there's some. There's some ways to get into this and, and, yeah. and make it, you know, if you're looking for something a little more practical to actually use, um, there are ways to do that. Yeah. So, um, so I'm trying to think, I, I think that's kind of a pretty good idea of everything yeah. going on here. 
Well, so Alan, so there's a couple of questions that have come through that have been holding off sure. on here until you are ready. But... I'm going to keep these headset on because I really, I'm, I'm, I'm into this now. I'm not taking okay. them off, so I'm just going to do right. the rest of the show. So with just this keep, on, okay? keep your keep your head from going crazy, so you don't get us sick any more than we already sure. are here. Uh, so okay, you, got but, it. Um, so does the headset utilize CPUs, GPUs, or both to provide the experience? Was one of the questions we have. I mean, I I assume there has to be CPUs. Well, obviously, there's going to be a, yeah. a, a uh, processor, but there's going to be GPUs, right? To, yes. to kind of provide the graphics here. Yeah. Yes. That's, so that would be my in. assumption as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have not really gotten into a lot of, a lot of the specs on this other than I know uh, it does have storage, you know, on, yeah. on, on board of the device. I think 128 gigabytes is what this has got for okay. storing anything. But as far as CPU, GPU, um, it's not really is. something they publicize with the device. It's not like you get a faster unit or one uh, that's a different model. Everything's a very consistent model processor that they put out right now. So, but I don't know I what the terms are. I'm looking online. Looks like there's a six gigabyte RAM, six gigabytes of RAM. You know, so that's okay. uh, giving you a decent amount of kind of bandwidth of of use case. Uh, doesn't mm-hmm. really say a whole lot else about the the specs. You're right. Um, the other question was going to be about cost. Like, what does it cost oh, yeah. to get into this? So, All right. So, the yeah, the base level of this whole setup I'm showing you is uh, uh, between three and four hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. So it is still pricey. It is less than it used to be. I mean, when I got the VR set for our family years ago, it was probably six seven hundred dollars for the setup. And it was still required a PC that you had to be connected to. So, I mean, it's an easy thing to put a lot of money into. Nowadays, for three to $400, it's an all-in-one situation. This is the base model. They do have one with higher storage, I think 256 gigabytes, but I, I didn't see the need for that. So, I got the starting level. Uh, there's a lot of accessories they sell. I mean, right now, you don't need any of them or have to have any of them. Um, so, really, it's, it's the one-time cost. There's no ongoing fees which is nice. So really you, you pay it once and you're done. Um, you have it. Now there's a lot of apps and programs on here that are free. There's also a lot that costs money. So you kind of put into it what you want, just like it would be a, an app store on a phone or a, or a computer as well. Yeah. yeah. But that's the cost about three. I think you can find some for the low three hundreds. I've seen a couple that are refurbished units that are sold yeah. for about 300. Um, but I think three ninety might be like brand new out of the box, I like think, yeah, three no discount, no sale. It looks yeah, like no discount, no sale. Mm-hmm. Comes with the Beat Saber game as kind of built in, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, Alan, why don't we talk for just a second about like what are possible directions that VR can go that would be a little bit more useful? I mean, as you mentioned, this is mostly entertainment. This is yeah. mostly kind of immersive experiences, but. You know, I'm thinking of things like, um, well, what are situations in which someone might need to block out their current environment and replace it with something else, right? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I could see in the future things like therapy and meditation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. areas in which you want to remove someone from a particular area, maybe mental imagery and all of that, that you're kind of replacing uh, yeah. their world, uh, sports training, um, situations mm-hmm. where... You know, if I'm a if I'm a professional downhill skier, obviously I can only go ski so many times <laughs> a run in a day, right? With uh, the amount of limited time and experience, but I could probably do it 
plenty of times just to get an idea where the gates are and yep. you know, if it was a bobsled or if I, you know, sure. putting yourself in some, some place where you, it's not easy to go and actually physically experience those things. Correct. Right? Said, That's uh, a great cli- climbing. Yeah. If I was climbing, climbing up uh, at Yosemite, well, I can't go and just practice all the time down mm-hmm. in Yosemite, but if I were to see a climbing route and virtually kind of experience what it is, maybe I get to plan yeah. ahead. So I, I do see a lot of cool ways of yeah. putting you in a place where it's not easy for you to go in in the real world, right? Well, and yes, and I'll take it even a little bit further. I know this probably already exists on VR. I just haven't got into it yet. But, you know, we used to talk about how uh, companies like Ikea and some other furniture and home decor places were using augmented reality to allow you right. to place a piece of furniture in your room. Well, something like this, I think this goes a little step beyond that where it's actually going to help you with designing a layout or designing how things are going to flow together. So imagine if you could lay out a room with various pieces of furniture and how they're going to be interact space-wise to each other. You have a much more visible way of working in an environment like this to see how practical it is for you. Yeah, And then you take it even from a professional standpoint, designing of those things. Um, yes, you can create 3D objects on a desktop environment, a computer environment, and spin them around with a cursor and mouse. But to actually have them in a vi- environment like this, to be able to manipulate them, see them, and then even be able to you know, kind of walk around them or uh, sit right. with them or whatever, and to kind of really see that from that standpoint, I think there could be some great design opportunities for people building either architects or furniture or Anything where you want to see how human beings would actually interact with that space. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still see a, a real value for the augmented version of that, you know, sure. where obviously I'm looking through a tablet's camera yeah. of my actual mm-hmm. place and dropping right. uh, different things. But uh, actually, Shane brings up a really good one, Alan, of, of simulating hazardous training environments, you know, fire, oh, mili- military yes. training. I mean, those are things you don't want to go and say, let's just put you, let's start a fire <laughs> and put you in there that often, yeah. right? If you, if we can have you experience something similar, um, you know, medical training, right? We Let's let's not give someone a heart attack just to see how it's going to work. Let's put you in that virtual environment. And that's been around a long time, right? The uh, yes. surgical training and, and things like that. So I think those are great uh, no, that's reasons a perfect why example. you might want yeah. to put someone in an environment where it's not feasible to actually create that real environment. Yeah. I, I do yeah. think, and I, I think I absolutely agree. I, I think uh, they're probably going to be down the road, a need for more of the senses that get interacting with a device yep. like this. Cause right now, again, even though I am, I can't even say it's touch because again, I'm interacting through a controller. So I can't actually feel with my fingers. Right. Uh, something. I could see, again, gloves. I'm sure, you know, they've already got prototypes and other high-end systems use gloves. Having that in the future to see more tactile touching as opposed to using your controllers yep. will definitely help in some of these training uh, situations or safety situations. Um, yep. I think, you know, you talk about things like temperature, you talk about things like um, other parts of your body that would need some sort of interaction to really get a full immersive experience. Obviously, yep. that's all possible. I mean... Earlier years ago, it was just a headset and you only had the vision side of it. Now you've got vision, sound, and some form some of tactile environment to yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Haptic, um, haptic response. Yep. Yeah. So it's, again, I think there's a lot of opportunities here. 
I do know it's a barrier for a lot of people, A, because it is yet another piece of technology to invest into. Uh, and it does have a somewhat limited use case right now compared to like a typical computing environment or a phone or tablet environment. But um, I think it's an interesting harbinger where things are code. I do think AR's got a lot more practical usage, you're right, than VR. But uh, VR is fun, though. <laughs> yep. It is fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I've had this on for like the last hour and I'm very happy in here at this moment. So uh, uh, I'm just going to stay here, Brian. Just All right, stay well, here for a while. Yeah. That's fine. You're, you're just going to continue to make us sick on this end. But, you know, as oh, long as so you're happy. I know. I keep thinking it's a, it's a different <laughs> it is a different experience. I do encourage anybody, if you're really more curious about this, I would really encourage trying it out. Because yeah. again, it, it is very different than probably what that screenshot is showing you here. Brian, sure. I'm going to take this off actually, so we can kind of get wrapped up on the show okay. here. So, oh, welcome, welcome back, welcome man. back to the world, man. Thank you. Okay, so, so interesting. Is, that automatically real. cut off when you took that off. Yeah. That automatically cut off the screen. Does it just recognize that you no longer have it on? Or yep, it is in a sleep. It is in a sleep mode. As soon as I took it off, it knew okay. I was no longer wearing it. It put it in sleep mode. That preserves the battery as well. And so I can just honestly just set this off to the side and leave it here overnight. And mm. it's fine to go the next morning if I put it back on. So, uh, nice. yeah. Yeah, overall, I'm, oh, cool. I still love the technology. I've loved it ever since it started. Um, I am fearful that it's a technology that, you know, you do for a few weeks and you're all excited and it's fun. And then you kind of lose some of the usefulness of it and you kind of forget about it. And that's what it was with the first version of the system we had in our family. This one, I do feel like is probably a little more because it's untethered. It is something I can't, I mean, I took it to my office today and just fired it up on the Wi-Fi and could use it. The fact that I can go and decide to sit over on my couch and use it here or somewhere else in the house, all of a sudden becomes a lot more useful than having to go to a fixed spot in a house that had the setup, the PC and the cables yep. and the cameras like it did before. So I'm hopeful it's something that will, will stay relevant for a while, but um, we'll certainly see. Yeah, no, I mean, it's incredibly cool. It's the first time I, of course I didn't experience it, but I got to at least see what would potentially uh, it look like when you're involved in it. So it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. I mean, it's the minority report, right? It's, it's, you know, the, the back when, was it Tom Cruise that was kind of sorting through files and, mm -hmm. you know, looking into databases and interacting with other people? Um, I mean, that's kind of where all this, the, the dreams of all this stuff started. And, uh, and now it's kind of become a reality. You did mention to me earlier, Alan, that you can put the, you can put files on your oh, hard drive, right. your device, right? I didn't even mention that, but you're right. Uh, so, so this particular device, and I, I can't speak to other platforms if it has the same capability, does have a file structure system in place on the hard, on the drive, on the, on the storage. So what that means is you can connect it to a computer and that computer can actually see it as a connected device and you can access the file structure. So what that means is if I had a movie file, let's say a home movie that I wanted to watch in that theater experience I was showing you, I can actually copy that movie file over to the storage of this headset. Then when I go into the headset and I go to that theater room, it allows me to open up a movie from an internal storage and it navigates to a folder, just like a, an operating system. 
open it up and then I'm watching that movie on that big screen experience. So yeah, it does. I'm trying to really find out some more ways to tap into that file file repository and how I could use that. That's, that's kind of my next phase is to kind of dig into that a little bit more, but I know right now photos and movies are the one thing that are very easy to bring in and display in that virtual environment off your computer. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it does not require the computer. It's just a matter of like right now I'm charging it. I have it plugged up to my Mac to charge it and it automatically sees it as a volume on my Mac that I can now see the file structure and copy things to if I choose, if I choose to. Can you, um, is it possible to utilize, well, you had Netflix on there, right? And that is normal Netflix, right? You are, Mm -hmm. you are logged in, you're clicking and you'll be able to watch. So, so really, I mean, if someone, so for $400, if someone lived in San Francisco and all they could afford was a closet (laughs) size apartment and there is no TV space, this became their TV and their uh, full experience, they're going to have a great visual experience to be able to watch Netflix, to be yeah. able to, if they don't have mm-hmm. a computer and this is their way of seeing documents, I assume there's probably an email version where you could go and pull yeah. up email and, and, you know, scroll through different things. So this is actually a full web browser, big, your full screen experience for things, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, there's a web browser in the, in the experience yeah. as well. I didn't even bring that up, but yes, you can navigate on the web and go to websites and check your Gmail or anything like that from that VR experience. So yeah, you're right. If somebody didn't want to invest in a large TV uh, experience or they live by themselves and there's never really a need to be watching something with somebody else in the room um, or they just, you know, maybe even computing wise, uh, yep. no real high need for computing power, just enough to go in and be able to enjoy some games and watch some videos, watch YouTube. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it actually like, like- it just seemed like typing would be kind of a bear on that. Is it, yeah, is it voice it is. capable? Can you, there is you voice capability. Combo? Yep. Okay. You can do dictation. It does have a pop-up keyboard. I didn't show you that in the sample, but yeah, you can have a pop-up keyboard and do your hunt and peck. And is there a cursor. virtual assistant built into it? Like meta, take me to whatever, or is. I don't you know believe yet? so. Okay. I think you can do dictation, but I do not think uh, there's like an actual voice system, voice assistant, voice assistant system built in. Um, okay. No, it does have Bluetooth. As I showed you before, you can have a physical keyboard and mouse. If you're someone who's really good typing without having to see your keyboard, you know, it's very possible you could have it in front of you, like on, like in the, in the real world. And you could type from it uh, into the virtual space. Um, Yeah. So there are some ways around it, but um, you're right. I think there's some, some interesting use cases for, for certain people. Otherwise, yes, for a majority of people, it is still a, I want to watch some cool videos and play some cool games in a, in a VR experience. And, yep. you know, if that's worth, worth it for you to do and enough to experiment my, with them, um, then that's fine. Now for me, I am super dedicated to this podcast in the world of brothers and tech. So yes, I just charged it to the brothers and tech account when I bought this, because I felt like this was me yeah. researching and yeah. investigating things. So I hope that was okay, Brian. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that, so therefore our balance, is now negative four hundred. Negative, because, negative four hundred dollars. <laughs> it was yeah. zero in there before. So, Actually, yeah. we owe somebody four hundred dollars right now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, all in the name of all in the name of research, Alan. All in yeah, the name of research. So. Well, I, I hope this was helpful. And again, I know a lot of it was just me showing and telling and goofing around in VR, but I, I think there's enough people out there that probably have heard about VR in the past, 
and just thought, you know, hey, that's just a, a, a video game system that you put on your head. And yeah, 75% of it is still mostly that. But there yeah. are some interesting applications or some interesting ways to use it. I am still anxious to see where it could go in the future. AR, we are definitely going to be hearing a lot more about than we will be VR, I think, in the near future. But this is still yeah. a fun technology. And uh, I'm, I'm just glad I got to share it with you guys a little bit and talk through it. Well, so. I mean, honestly, this is where you can see the companies banking on this, right? VR, I mean, I still, yeah, here's my take. I think VR for the near and probably even fairly long-term um, future is going to be a, still a niche situation, right? Mm-hmm. VR is going to be for, as we said, the people that are into gaming or the people that need training. But of course, that's probably not going to be individuals buying it. It's going to be a company buying no, it and training. It'll be company someone. workplace yeah. uh, situations, yeah. But you can see why Apple, at least, and of course, Google Glass and everything, Apple is banking on AR as being the something that potentially everybody could utilize, right? Yep. I'm going to I'm gonna have you wear your glasses and you'll still be able to see directions pop up in the top right screen of your your glasses as you're walking to tell you if you're supposed to keep going straight or turn right so that we can get our eyes away from our screens and actually represent other things within our visual environment. So I think augmented is going to be the more every person, the hope is to Mm -hmm. enhance your current situation. But VR is going to be some really cool, unique ways of getting out of getting out of reality, right? And getting into a space where uh, it's really hard for you to get to any other way. Right. So I think think you summed it up pretty well. I I agree with you on all that. It is definitely still a very niche marketplace, niche need for VR. And I think it's going to stay that way for a while. But but I'm also saying, too, because I'm talking to people that are some people watching this that later maybe in my age range or maybe you're older than me or, or close to that. You got kids, you got grandkids, you got other people that are kind of getting into this. I mean. Uh, it's it's good to know what this is capable of doing. Does it make a really great gift for someone? Sure. I mean, if someone is uh, the kind of person that loves this kind of new technology and, and you could see them really experiencing this world in a new way. I can see a lot of kids really getting a kick out of some things you can do on this. Uh, it's gotten user-friendly enough where I think you know, younger kids can get into this and, and work it. But some of those experience-based things, um, there was one I didn't show you, but it was a deep-sea diving kind of 360 environment, which was, again, not something you could do on your own easily. And um, that's the kind of thing I think there's a lot of opportunities for younger people to really kind of see and experience things that they didn't do before. Okay, so uh, sorry to, to derail you a little bit, but since you did mention age, the can someone wear their glasses... Oh yeah. Wow, Good point. VR. Yeah. Great. Great question. So this particular model, the, uh, the quest, the meta quest does come with a little, uh, frame attachment. Now I've actually got it installed on this. I don't know if you can tell there's a little bit of a gap right yep. here. Yep. That is actually a spacer I installed that came with it automatically. And it is a glasses spacer. So what it means mm-hmm. is you can wear your glasses inside this unit and it doesn't you don't get pushed up against the actual lens because it's spaced it out a little bit now you have the ability to focus these lenses from inside you slide these focus uh, the, the lenses back uh, and forth i was going to ask that as well and that okay. focuses it so granted if you put your glasses on you're going to have to kind of change your focus because it's going to be a different lens you're viewing through um 
right now mindset for me without glasses, but I did wear my glasses uh, recently and I just had to do a slight refocus of the lenses on the inside. But yes, it does have room for the glasses. Because this is something important for people to realize from the visual sense, even though it looks as though you're looking at something far away, you're technically still looking at something two inches away from you. So if you're someone who needs reading glasses for things that are up close, that means having those reading glasses on or close uh, glasses are going to be beneficial. And then you focus from there, right? So that's an important piece. Brian, I think we can all, anybody in our general age range can start to say that, yeah, if I hold my phone right here and try to read it's fuzzy right now yep. for me yeah so that that's going to tell you because that's basically you're imagining you're watching a lens yep. uh, a screen this close to your eyeballs and if this is fuzzy that's why you need the lens adjustments inside the unit but again i've got horrible nearsight vision everything near to me is very very blurry i was able to get this focused and it's really okay. sharp and looks great so yeah good. no worries there yeah it's good yeah. And it's probably, I'm hoping that they have some, um, some, uh, directions for not wearing this more than X number of hours in a row because yep. the, you know, the visual environment of your eyes are only focused at one distance, whereas <laughs> they're supposed to be focusing yeah. throughout the world. So yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to wear this 24 hours a day. Right? Well, and I honestly, I was joking earlier about how I'm just going to stay in that. No, I, I was after that hour, hey, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm I'm ready to take it off. I'm ready to kind of so maybe they do movie, go through maybe a movie. That's about it. Yeah, right? there's a lot of safety hazard messages that come up when you first set this up, walking okay. you through it. Not only about the boundaries, I was telling you that is really important. I mean, you'll be amazed how tempting it is when you're playing something or moving your hands around and you completely forget about the environment. It's easy to hurt yourself butting up against a a desk, a chair, a wall or something else. So they go through a lot of walkthroughs on making sure you're setting the boundaries and keeping that safe. They do do a lot of safety hazards about length of time that you're using this at one time. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of that to it. I mean, you do have to be careful. There are some downfalls to it. There's a reason why we as a society should not be sitting 24 hours a day with a, with a lens in front of us like this. And um, yeah. Well, one thing I do want you to try and do this before you and I connect next time, see if there's some sort of meditation app. Because okay. uh, I think I think to me, that would be one really, really cool way of completely blocking out the outside world, putting you somewhere else Good. and kind of yeah. enhancing it. So I'd love to see that. Meditation. I definitely will check on that. And um, cool. yeah, we'll do a follow up later on. I'll kind of do a little touch yeah. base in on some maybe maybe some more uh, unique and enhanced applications in VR other than the typical watching movies or playing games. I think uh, I'd love to dig in to see the kind of the productivity or or personal uh, enhancement you can do with a device like this. So good. So just because just because you want to help the the listeners out, you're going to play with play with this a little bit more. I will. Okay. I will continue to play in VR for our listeners, for our oh, viewers. Man. Your dedication I really, is just you know, off the charts. Yeah, I'd rather stay in the real world and mm-hmm. do my chores around the house and fix things and go to work right. and all that. I'd rather do all that, but I will for the listeners and viewers. I will put on a headset and go into an imaginary virtual world for a period of time and experiment with things there. So. Yeah, you are you are such a giver. All right, thank you. Thank you yeah. for all of us. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
All right, man. all right, Brian. Well, let's uh, wrap it up. That's I know fun. this was wow. This is a little different. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, this we, is a little we went virtual here. That's good. This is a little different than a typical episode in that we're not really instructing as much or educating as much. There's a lot more show and tell, but I hope it gave some good insight to people as to what's possible and where where the state of VR is nowadays. So, but Brian, if somebody did want to dialogue with us, maybe they've got their own VR experience and they've experienced things differently than I had described, or maybe some different applications we haven't talked about and they want to share that with us. How can they uh, get a hold of us? Yeah. Drop us an email at info at the mesh.tv and uh, yeah, tell us about new topics you're interested in. We're always trying to, to find new things that might be of interest to you also uh, info at the mesh.tv. And then you can also go to our website at www.brothers-in-tech.com. So brothers-in-tech.com. So. All right. Okay. Well, Brian, All right, Alan. since you know, since we brought this, bought this with Brothers in Tech Money, um, I guess I can send it over yeah, to you enjoy. if you want to try it out for a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah, like that's going to happen, sure, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, just let's go ahead and end so that you can get back into your virtual world and, and get back to your happy place. So yeah, I've got uh, Top Gun's already queued up. I'm already like in a good spot in the movie. I got to get back to that. So. Oh man. All yeah. right. Thanks everybody for watching. We appreciate it. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon and uh, we'll talk to you next time we get together to record. All right. Take All right. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.